The House of Hades, Chapter 33. Jason. Jason fell asleep on the job, which was bad, since he was a thousand feet in the air. He should have known that. Morning after their encounter with Hi, I'm Ava. I'm Neve. And I'm Brayden. And this is Return to Camp Half-Blood, the English class that you always wanted. Where we analyze the Percy Jackson and Heroes of Olympus books through a new theme every week. Oh, I hate Jason. I'm going to be honest. These chapters, you and I a little bit. Oh, we'll get into that. <laughs> Well, 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 I have a lot of thought. I just, I literally have so many thoughts on these chapters. Um, we'll get to them, but it, <laughs> one thing that I was like, oh, you're right. That's true. That's true. But the bar is on the floor. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. Um, That's true. The bar is literally could not be lower. Yeah. Um, but Eva, Eve, how are we this week? Good. <laughs> I, yeah, I've had a good week. I think um, the, like, semester tiredness is really setting in. Yeah. And I feel like that has been tough, especially now that I have to make my own meals. Like, literally any excuse that I've ever gotten to not cook, I have taken, which is such a problem for my bank account. So I do need to start rationalizing cooking. But otherwise, I'm doing good. Okay. Um, I'm very, very, very tired, kind of as we've discussed. Very tired. Um, but the show that I'm in opens in last week, which is super exciting. But yeah, we're in tech, so I'm that's why tired. Um, probably get six hour rehearsal today, and some people just don't know how to behave. Um, and I mean that in the sense of like someone was incredibly rude after the run of the show, and that led to a lot of us having little breakdowns. So I'm tired, um, but I'm wearing a really fun sweater. Um, you guys can't see it, but it's pink. And I, it's one that I've owned for like so many years. Um, and I enjoy it. And it's like kind of the fall. So, you know, how are you, Brayden? I'm all right. It's been a long day. I've been up since nine, uh, and that, which is like not that insane of a day, but just rough on a Saturday, you know? For college students, it's like, that's not- like, I don't want to have work at nine on a Saturday, but I did. It was fine. I've just been go, go, going. Um, I had a very nice rehearsal today for my show that I'm working on. Um, yeah, we're chilling. We're tired, but we're chilling, you know? Yeah. That's kind of how it it be. Great. Just, I, I could not ask for anything different. Like, I like to be busy, so yeah. I'm very grateful yeah. to have a lot going on. But it doesn't change that it's a lot going on, you know? Yeah. Um, welcome back to Return to Camp Half-Blood. This week, we are discussing the House of Hades, chapters 33 through 36, um, which, believe it or not, is still only like halfway through this book. <laughs> <laughs> through the theme of intimacy. These are some notorious chapters. Um, therefore, we we could not um, handle discussing them alone. So we made sure that we had a guest for this episode. Um, so we have uh, Robert with us, who is, you probably know if you've listened to this podcast before, um, <laughs> one of our more frequent guests. Um, so Robert, if you'd like to introduce yourself to uh, the people. 
Hey there. Hi. Uh, my name is Robert. I am the damn meme page on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have, if you like generally most of the Percy Jackson podcast, and you've probably seen my memes. Um, and then podcast wise, I'm one fifth of Entering Storybrooke, a, uh, a once upon a time rewatch and analysis podcast. And I recently started a podcast all about Kim Possible. It's called That's the Sitch. Oh, yeah. Slay. We're just going through that episode by episode. So if you want to check me out on the podcast world, that's where I am. Nice. Nice. Slay. 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 So for some reason, my camera does not want to work. I don't know why. That is all right. That is all okay. Mm. Um. You know the situation by now. As you are a guest, you oh, have Lord, I know. the burden um, <laughs> or the gift or the, the honor. The honor is the privilege um, of telling us what happened. So, three, two, one, go. Listen, I could recap this in a smart way, but this is just really Fuck Jason, the chapters. Uh, so the non-fuck Jason part, he has a dream where um, Rachel and Grover meet up with Raina and the rest. And uh, essentially, it's about Annabeth passing her message from Tartarus to Raina. And then he wakes up and he and Nico go to the castle or whatever of Diocletian. Uh, along the way, they meet Cupid, and Cupid's like, haha, I'll tell you where the scepter of Diocletian is if you tell me your big secret, Nico. Say it out loud. And Nico is like, I'm gay. And then for like a page, we get Jason's internal monologue where he's like, I guess gay people are okay. All right. And that is your time. Literally, though. No, it, like, it's so real. We'll, we'll dive into it more, but it's crazy. <laughs> It's some of the craziest writing I've ever seen. Very crazy. Um, and I even forgot like all that stuff that happened. There's all the dream, and uh, there's so much that happens in these four chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, uh, what songs have we uh, garnered? Garnered. Oh, difficult. Let's shoot. Oh, Brittany, go first. Um, my song is Void by Lil Nas X. Fuck. Word. Good song. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Didn't um, need to explain anything. I mean, I like it, listen to it and you'll understand. Um, that hurts. Uh, like the part of it is like, I find it hard to get, way too hard to live. Tell me what you know. Now before I go, oh, blue, I wrote for you to say I'm going to run away from home. It's like, it's just, I weep through the night, can't find a love who loves me the same. Like, it's, it's just, it's just correct. Everything about it is right. Yeah. Also, Montero is such a good album. So fucking good. I love Alonsis. Um, Mine is a song called Play God by Sam Fender, who is the guy who did, <laughs> wrote the song 17 Going Under, which was that, like, TikTok trend once. Um, it's very good, and it's specifically the chorus of Are We Breaking Under the Weight from the long time that he played God? Just because I feel like that was, like, like just, like, the questioning that was happening of Nico and, like, the 
I think it makes sense. I don't need to, I don't think I need to explain anything else. So that's my thing. You would listen to this man. Oh my God, you are so mean. <laughs> so oh mean. yeah, you would. Look, just look up a picture of Sam Fender. I actually should have included this in how I was feeling, but I just need to say something that happened to me. I've been telling this to everyone who wasn't there because it was actually so mean. I wore earrings the other day. Um, to wow. <laughs> I was wearing earrings to um to the dining hall with a and I was eating with a couple of people, including Brayden, who was directly across the table from me, and. He, I'm telling a story. I don't even remember what I was saying, but I was telling a story and Brayden's like whole like demeanor changes and he like starts narrowing his eyes. And I was like, oh my God, they're going to say something mean to me. Like I can just tell by like everything that's happening. And then as soon as I finish my story, there's like a moment of pause before Brayden goes, did you make those earrings yourself? <laughs> no, me. But, but hey. <laughs> It wasn't even an insult. It was a genuine question because, and I was right. She made them herself. They didn't look bad, but they looked homemade. Steps above bad. Oh, you can look homemade and look good. Thanks. That's so funny. But I, I was like, I, I, they just like, We'll have to post a picture of them because <laughs> no, but like there, there was just no way that they were store bought. They do look homemade, okay, but I like <laughs> it's like it's like a wire configurate. It's like a bunch of wire like wrapped around itself. Um, like it so clearly was made by someone. I you could have bought it from someone else who made it. Oh, but like like an artisanal. That's yeah. <laughs> I do think that's, I don't know if you say artisanal jewelry, but like, um, anyways. What's your song? Ava, what's your song? Well, first of all, I'm trying to think of what the earrings could be, because I feel like if I've seen you wear them before, I, and I know them, I don't even want to like what. They're kind of new. Then I was going to say them, maybe I don't know. Um, my song is The One by Taylor Swift. Um, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. That's good though. Just like think about the lehead. That was a good choice. The lehead. I also actually almost did this December. That that Ricky Montgomery album was really good. So many options for these chapters. There were so many options because ouch. Ouch. Uh. I didn't prepare a song, but I was listening to My Chemical Romance when I was reading it. So how about we just go for I'm Not Okay? Word. Yeah, that works. Yeah. You don't know that song? No. I've only I seen saw My Chemical Romance live the other week. It was amazing. Yeah, you did see My Chemical Romance live. Brayden, move on to the next section. <laughs> I frequently repeat what Neve said back to her, and she's like, "How dare you!" Like you say it with a specific mean tone. What were our favorite parts of these <laughs> chapters? Not the bad things. We'll come back to the not even bad. We'll come back to the complicated things. But like besides that, favorite parts. 
Yes. Our queen, Reina. Number one, Reina Stan. Literally right here. I love her. She's everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. No, but it's true. I, I just like, there's... literally younger than me and I want to be here when I grow up. Make it make sense. No, it, it does. It just oh. does. She, she is fantastic. She gets much better as the series goes. Well, she's already as great, but she, it, you'll see. She finally gets plot. <laughs> um, I also, our king. So much. Yeah, clearly. Mr. Underwood himself. Mr. Underwood himself, Sir Underwood, and and we got the the um, Pan pipes. He was he was giving us um, nature magic realness. <laughs> and he talked about the council of cloven elders. It's like what council? Cloven elders, of course, or whatever. Sure. Like, like so, you've never heard life. of the council of cloven elders? So I'm actually on the council of cloven elders. I actually don't know if you know them. <laughs> I, but I'm on the council. Like a I am on the council. <laughs> A band that he discovered early. <laughs> I'm with the Avengers. You are great. What is that? <laughs> yeah. We we also need to give love for our girl Rachel. She was there. Rachel too. We do. I so funny. I I'm such a Rachel fan now. When I was younger, I was like, she's nine. But now I'm like, no. Yeah. It's really interesting how other how characters from the past books come into this series. Yeah. Just truly so out of nowhere. Yeah. It, only, it, it just feels like, I'll get into this more later, but Rick really just does not know what to do with Jason. So he's like, shit, I don't know. The old members of the series will yeah. come back into the book when Jason's talking. Yeah. It is so telling that none of the highlights of these, these chapters have anything to do with the narrator. Literally. He's, so boring. He's just always telling somebody else's story. Like this could, these could have all been third person chapters and it wouldn't have made a difference. Yeah. yeah. That is a big complaint. I think some people have with the series where like Frank, for example, is out of all the POVs. I think he's like sixth or seventh place out of, all the characters that have that have POVs in these in this book series. And it's so weird because he's one of the seven. He's like the he had like when you look at a bunch of his chapters, the only really cool thing he does. Did you guys get to that part where Jason does I don't know, Jason, uh Frank does the the big cool thing? Where he kills all the the, the cow thing yeah. 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 yeah okay i was trying to remember where that was in the series yeah. i think that's that's really the only chapters of frank where it's about him everything else is like oh percy did this or hazel did this and it's like okay well i which is so upsetting because those frank chapters are so good they are very good those are so like i i i love this book overall so far like i'm a big this, this is just the first time I've reread this book in years as opposed to some of the other ones. So I'm like experiencing a lot of things for like the third time as opposed to the 20th. Um, so I'm really like coming around to like how good this book is. Um, I've always thought it was probably my favorite and I think it definitely is my favorite book. Um, but it's just, there's so many good things going on except Jason. Yeah. Jackass. 
There's no reason that it starts with the same letter. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's so... Like, our first introduction to Jason back in Lost Hero, he was just a little annoying. Whatever. And then... Uh, Last, uh, you know, Mark of Athena, also kind of annoying. This book, he, for some reason, wants to be the main character, even though he's not the main character in, in this book, especially. Yeah, and it's always just so odd. It literally feels like Jason as a character was someone that, like, in even in Lost Hero... It's like Rick was like, oh, I don't really know what to make the, like how to make a personality for this new, like this Percy for the Heroes of Olympus series, like essentially is like what I feel like Jason was initially introduced to be. He's like, so I'll just have him lose all his memories so I have a full book to figure out what his personality is. And then he just never got back around to it because he got literally got his memories back and still is just like void of anything. Yeah. Here's a funny thing I didn't notice until a recent episode of Best Damn Camp I listened to, where in the second book, when Percy becomes Praetor and he sleeps in Jason's room, he just gets up and he's like, oh, it feels weird being here. It's just Jason stuff. Rick does not give a shit about expanding on Jason's character. Like that would have been a good moment to be like, oh, that's Jason's like favorite football team jersey. That's his skateboard. That's it. or surfboard, whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, because, like, actually, what are Jason's interests? <laughs> like, even, like, even off, like, having, having, like, nuance to his personality, does he have any qualities at all? <laughs> no. Like, like, we don't he can know. make lightning bolt. Like, there's literally Like, he makes he lightning bolt and he flies and he really likes Piper and feels bad that he doesn't like Raina. Like everyone likes Piper. Like, like everyone likes Piper. And like, actually, she likes Piper's awesome. But I'm saying, like, that doesn't even make him special. Everyone likes Piper. Yeah. So I mean, he I legit has like no person. I don't really think he references like, like Percy will make jokes involving references to like bands and whatever he likes. I don't think Jason has anything like that. Like, we don't know shit about his character. Like, he doesn't watch movies. He doesn't play sport. He has no hobbies. <laughs> What would Jason major in in college? Business. No, business, because that's the only, like, that's the degree that people major in when they don't have an interest. Exactly. On a Saturday, like, what, did, like, Jason Grace wakes up, what does he do with his day? He just sits around and waits for Leo and Piper to entertain him. Like, what does he do in his free... He, I, like, he doesn't play video games? No. <laughs> Can he even drive? Like, I doubt it. We can probably drive. I don't know. Can you picture him driving? Yes. What, what kind of car would he drive? Like, these, these are so many questions. I, I don't even... But Kia It's too unique. Kia Soul has too much character to it. Yeah. yeah. His character is just be leader, but not have anything like relatable about him. I just want it's him to crazy. reference like something. Like I don't know what do you, what do you, like people like to. I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, let him reference the good place if that was on at this point. I don't know. I don't think so. I love but, the good place, but, I but like know. even like I've had I can't, like he's like saying like oh like the fifth season of Lost was great. You know like. Specifically, like, the fifth season. 
specifically the fist. But like it's it's that like he doesn't reference anything ever. Oh, I hate him. I just want him to be the guy who's like, I watch uh uh, uh whale wars, but unironically. Yeah. He just should not be able to take up that much space. He's like if Captain America was like never got trapped in ice, like didn't have the whole like 50s backstory, wasn't a man out of time, he was just a man. I love Captain America. Oh. Let's take a break. And then we'll, uh, and then we'll, and we'll get back to um, shitting on Jason. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah. Yeah. Our favorite pastime. All right. Time to shit on Jason again. <laughs> Our theme this week is intimacy. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> this is a perfect example of the kind of accidental intimacy that you don't want to share with someone, but it has to end up happening. Like, I don't know if, if like an extreme example, like, I don't know. It, a friend dies in front of like your enemy or something. Like, I don't fucking know. Like that's something you don't want to happen. You don't want to share that pain with your enemy, but they're there. It's an accident. You put a little bitch whore. Like I can't, I literally cannot stand it. I was listening, like I was listening to the audiobook, and I was like, Oh my God, he's going to make him do this in front of this guy of all people. <laughs> Mr. Plain Ass White Bread Straight Motherfucker himself, I literally am exhausted. Because here's the thing. Like, way to, I don't know, way to burst in on like queer intimacy. Like that's so Oh, I just like burst in on was a weird choice. I I wasn't sure where that was going. Um I well I can't think of any other words right now. No, you it made sense. It made sense. I just wasn't I just didn't see what was coming after. J- Jason now. comes into your room busting on the door. I think it's okay to be gay. I would tell me I think though. <laughs> no, because literally, literally Jason went, um like <laughs> Cupid was like, Do you have a pro or as I think it was with um Zephyrus first. Yeah. It was like, but they're like do you have a problem with gay people? And he was like, I don't think I do. <laughs> like, if I really think about it, like, I guess not. This isn't on the theme, but it's just more things that annoy me about these chapters, specifically in, like, going off the, the fact that Jason is void of a personality and just tells people other people's stories all the time. Because this is just such an odd way to write this. Because it's not the scenario. The scenario is something in itself, like, you know, it 
it was making a commentary. Rick wrote it that way. It was it it wasn't necessarily bad to have this this like be the scenario in my opinion. It's just why was Jason fucking narrating it? Yeah. I don't know why. I understand Nico's not like part of the seven or whatever, but why didn't Nico get to tell this traumatic event for his own personal point of view? Instead of Jason being like, oh shit, this is that's crazy, man. Because he also he does get POV chapters later. Yeah. And I, I would agree that like I actually I had mixed feelings on the way the scene is written outside the Jason POV. And I do, I think I've landed on, I do like it because it is an outing because Jason is there, but I like that that's not the point of the scene. I think the Jason is the thing that messes it all up, but outside of Jason being there, I think the the interaction between Cupid and Nico is really interesting in a way that Cupid's like, no, I'm not telling you you have to deal with this like in any other way. I'm not even telling you you have to come out to other people. I'm telling you you have to come out to yourself. And I, I think that was what Rick was trying to do with the scene. And then, and, and then but it's the, the fact that Jason is there. It just makes it an outing and just and takes away any of the like because Cupid says something like really like. Genuine at the end that is like, like sometimes like acknowledging love is like the whole thing. Like it's not always. I'm not. He, he was like, "Are you happy?" And he was like, "No." Like it's it's not about being happy or feeling good. It's about recognizing that it's there. Um, and I was like, "That's like actually that's great. Like that's actually really genuine and interesting and thought provoking." But you did just out him to Jason, and that's what makes it a problem. Is that, that's the thing. That's why I called Cupid a, what was it? It was a like bitch whore motherfucker a, or whatever. A, a little bitch whore motherfucker. Yeah. I think um, were the words you used. Yeah. No, the scientific term. I'm um, really using that explicit writing. Um, so it's full content. All right. <laughs> because, like, that's why Cupid is that because it is so forcefully in front of someone else. Like, I agree with that philosophy of, like, I think it's a fair thing to, like, if you you're the love god or whatever like i think it's very fair to like prompt a reckoning in someone individually but not in front of someone else that changes everything about his intentions like that's you know yeah um and so i didn't love that and then my my one thing that i thought humanized jason um was when he was like well be honest i just try not to think a lot about um the like mythological or or godly uh love situations altogether because you know and like we we kind of talked about that and established the like you know like that means jason nico cousins like that kind of stuff like whatever but um like i thought that was like a I don't even know if it's necessarily like the best way to approach starting to think about that, but I thought it was realistic for someone who really has no firsthand experience of like what the fuck is going on. Of like, well, in general, I don't really think much about it because in general, like this whole thing, the tree thing is fucked. I was like, oh, okay, you do have half a brain cell, but that's it. Yeah, but that's that's the part where I'm like, oh, okay, like you had a thought. Thanks. But that was kind of it, actually, on, on my, my humanizing Jason thing. It was like a sentence. 
<laughs> Farms on the floor, don't get it twisted. Word. It's just, for, for me, what really does the scene is that part where Jason is in his brain. He's like, you know, I mean, with all the shit that the gods have done, I guess gay people aren't that bad. No, because that's what it is. It's like, I guess some people, like, I guess Zeus, like, murdered and assaulted a lot of people. If you take that into consideration, fine. Like, oh my God. It's just so weird that Jason has a ranking system in his brain where he has, like, what the gods do at the worst. And like somewhere a little bit down the line is gay people. Like he doesn't, he still doesn't, he doesn't say like in a positive way. He's still like, Hey, I guess it's not that bad. Jesus just like the type that's like, I mean, like, don't bring it around me. You know, like he's like, I will support, like, I'm not going to out Nico. He's respectful in that way. But like, if Nico was like, I'm in love with you. I think that's what, you know, I think Jason would be real bad about that. Nico's after it happened was so like like uncomfortable like like weird pat on the back like you're real brave bud like, like you're so <laughs> jason is the guy who if you come out to him the first thing he'll say is okay don't flirt with me bro yeah mm-hmm. and he was like he was like i mean you can tell people if you want and i was like okay like, yeah he knows that it was like yeah, uh, Jason. Ah, uh. like why are you telling him? That's that's really interesting though because I I had a totally different reading on like the um the part with like the well Zeus does all this bad shit. I thought it was kind of like like how I read it was like well I don't think about like people in our like demigod godly realm, you know liking each other to begin with so i guess i didn't even process that like that was a thing but like okay like it's just never on my mind because some gods do such fucked up shit regarding like relationships that i don't it's it's not really on my mind but like okay but no i agree with the fact that like if it was a jason thing he'd be like uh 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 and like leave yeah but that's so interesting. It'll be like different reading I totally see like yours as well. I think I, I'm really interested also in like we get the, the highest synthesis story recaps in this yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's crazy. <laughs> He's like, so I did in a blind rage kill my lover. <laughs> but like it was for love. So it's it's water out of the fridge. Also, the fact that Hyacinthus is like the blueprint in this book for like queer love. I'm like, do we do we know? I'm like, do we hello? And then also, oh my god. I I also it was like crazy how Rick was like, I can't fully out Apollo though. He was like, is like so Zeph- Zephyrus and Nico gay, but like maybe Hyacinthus and Apollo were just friends. They were roommates. And they were roommates. It, it just feels like an editor was like, you can't have th- you can't have three gay characters now. It's like that was he was like, that's too much. All the bites fuck. I love it. Disney period put their foot down. They're like, okay, Rick, you get your one gay character, but no more, okay? 
like you can have one one secondary gay character you can have one who's just in this chapter and, and that's, that's it, it. <laughs> in the if next book you can try if you ask for more gay people we're gonna cancel you yeah Funny because thinking about Jason again, unfortunately, um, <laughs> like I don't know. I didn't read these chapters as like, oh, gay people are weird. I read them as like I've never heard of a gay person before in my life. Yeah, <laughs> what is that? You guys kissing? What? Because because when it was like when it was like yeah. I when I when I, I had a love like I said this whatever and Jason was like you 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 boy fell in love with boy like it felt so it was like oh my god it was so funny it's like you've never heard of a game like instead of being like okay I didn't know oh, okay slay like it was you yeah, he definitely would not say okay slay <laughs> you you man fell in love with man. Like it was so like he had never heard of a gay person before in his life. Mm-hmm. I like it was so funny. I think it was just like it was hilarious because it was like watching him work out like what gay was. Yeah, oh I also like that he was surprised <laughs> just in like in not <laughs> just <laughs> because Rick was like. Ah. How do I describe the queerest person ever? When he was like, and so he was a little angel and he's an autumn. And he has a little basket. <laughs> he's a little basket and he, he he's just really pretty. And I was like, and then Jason's like, gay? It, it, it was like, you know, the you're gay uh, TikTok audio. It's, he's, it, Jason's giving like, you're one of them queers. uh, it's just it's I think I've talked about this on a different podcast before but it's just this chapter like if you took out the Nico stuff it doesn't affect the chapter other than like a reason for uh, Cupid to surrender the um, or not Cupid uh, Diocletian to surrender the God, who it was Cupid who was giving the the, the staff. There we go. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and um if you take that, maybe you could have Jason reveal something about himself that he's gonna reveal later in the book. It's a little bit of spoiler, but shh. um I didn't process it, don't worry. <laughs> it's just I re- like for Rick's first introduction into the whole I'm supportive. I'm an ally. Woo! It was a real swing and a miss. I mean, that's kind of like the, the the tagline for this series. It's like, no, but he really tried. Yeah. Instead of saying like it's okay to be gay, could it just been like just just uh let your freak flag fly? It's like <laughs> he he I will give Rick that he really like these are on paper. There's a lot of representation. Like, but representation, like, quantitative is not the same as representation qualitative. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I actually think that this series would be insanely more progressive if you just got rid of Jason. 
Bold, bold. Just get rid of the cis straight white male. Bold. Yeah. It's just like you would just be able to give much more to do to every other character because Jason's not doing anything that another character couldn't be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally, like this. Jerry's out. Jason's not doing anything. No. I've not seen Jason do something. Yeah. <laughs> All Jason know is Piper get hit by brick, be <laughs> useless in a fight. Fall, yeah. fall, fly, <laughs> and fall, fall while flying. The one thing he does is fly, and he can't. He even flops at that. These chapters, it's <laughs> also literally. How do you do that? How do you fall asleep while flying? Well, the explanation is like he's finding a wind spirit, but when you kill a wind spirit, you have to hold your breath because if you don't, it like vacuums the air out of your lungs. And he's like, and he forgot to hold his breath, and he like all the air got sucked out of his lungs. He's like, and unconscious. Okay. So funny. I hate it. This is just God. I mean, these chapters are all bad because Jason is in them. Yes. But I will give I will give these chapters that when I read these chapters as like a 13, 14, however old I was when these, this book came out, um, I did cry. Like, I was like crying because like, it was like around like the time I was coming to terms with stuff myself and I was like, gay? I was like, gay? <laughs> Jason, hey. <laughs> Jason literally be like, um, it was. I will get like whether or not this representation is good in 2022 standards or even in 2015, 2016. I think it was earlier than that. I think earlier, like 2013. Oh, you're right, because I was in like 2016's like sophomore year of high school. That was oh, that fucking hurts, dude. I graduated in 2015. That fucking hurts. <laughs> Um, yeah but anyways like when this book came out this was was such a bigger deal than it would be now oh absolutely and I will give it that and I will give the envelope that he was pushing and I will and I can acknowledge that like it meant a lot to me yeah Um, but it doesn't mean like it's good yeah like objectively but we're real grateful to have him yeah. Yeah. I think I, I also like until like I didn't think about like how the publisher could play a role in this and like what a like like I was like, why did Nico get to just marry even just this one himself? Like why don't we just give and like the publishers in twenty eleven or twenty twelve when this book was in production, like could have very well said like he is not allowed to, you know like talk about this from his own point of view like they're they were crazy like there is a total possibility that they were just like no this has to be narrated by a confused white guy a confused white straight guy with no purpose in the book other than to just like tell people what's going on with the other characters my thing is like these chapters even would have been better if it was a different any other character yeah it was because it's it's also like it's still not great but if this was hazel 
that, that would have been like a like you at least have a family aspect there and so there's that that like that relationship and like coming out to your sibling yeah is as a way different narrative than coming out to someone who's like jason and nico are strangers they don't know each other at all they just met each other yeah nico and hazel don't know each other super well but they are siblings and they are very close as siblings already even if they don't haven't known each other time-wise that long and like coming out to your sibling is a much more intimate experience or like appropriately intimate experience uh, than having to come out to this guy you don't know who doesn't like you. <laughs> Jason doesn't like Nico. The entire he's, he's about Nico is like, he's a spooky weirdo. Like why was he the person who had to do this? Oh my God. And then it's like, this spooky weirdo is gay. Am I okay with that? <laughs> and he takes some time to decide. <laughs> Listen, gay. How how are you? Gay. Yeah. How gay? Gay you? Gay gay you? Okay. I think Jason is very. When I'm gonna give him my reading list unintentionally, the homophobic dog meme. Um, (laughs) I know what you are. Also, Nico doesn't say it himself. Jason, Jason like figures it out. Yeah, he's like, oh, I Nico wasn't in love with Annabeth because yeah, we were like, yeah, we know. He, he was upset about him. They also do it like they like say him too before yeah. they even say Percy. <laughs> like they got real emphasize the pronoun. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> you were generous. The reveal is so funny. Not her, but him. <laughs> oh. Well. Yeah, I do. I do want to point out that, like, the interesting, like, aspect of Cupid slash Eros in like opposition to like Aphrodite, in that, like, like there are six, like six types, I think, uh, of 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 Greek love like different like it's there are a lot of words for different types of love um and eros is like intimate love is like passionate love um and i think it is really compelling that like that is specifically what is used here um to really clarify that like it's not like aphrodite is like beauty and romance and like it's about the like storiness of of love and romance, whereas Eros is about like the like emotion, the like desire um, that not even like desire. It's the desire of intimacy, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why it was a good. I think it's a good choice to use Cupid in this situation. And I really, I think I really, it's sad because I think it really is a good idea for a scene. Like, I think the conversation between Cupid and Nico is really compelling. It's, it really literally is Jason. And it's so annoying because like we spend so much time hating on Jason and I don't, I hate that that has, has to overshadow the good things in this scene, but it literally does because the, the set focal point of the scene is entirely incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. 
Any other thoughts? Funny moment? She, she has her sass moment? Yes, I took a picture of it actually. Because it's so funny. A photograph. And, yeah, also, sorry, I feel like sound weird. I forgot to take my allergy notes today. Um, and it actually comes to me in the mouth. Um, cool. I'm going to read the whole short paragraph because it's great. Leo pushed his fists and hot sauce aside. Well, technically, we've been in Croatian territory for the past day or so. All that coastline we've been sailing past is it, but I guess back in the Roman times it was called, what did you say, Jason? Bodacious? That's so funny. It was a pretty severe fuck up. Bodacious. Please. It really got me. Mine is also kind of, it, it's not a Leo moment, but it's connected to Leo. Um, it's We've arrived, Leo announced, time to split. Frank Grown, can we leave Valdez in Croatia? That made me laugh because Leo didn't even say anything inflammatory. Like, <laughs> he didn't say anything mean. Anything. He was just like, we got to split up. And Frank's like, oh, can we do this? <laughs> he fucking hates him so much. So and that made me giggle. I am searching. I am searching. I know what the moment is. Uh... I like both of them. Oh, I found it. Um, the, uh, this was an entrance to Di Diocletian's private residence. He scowled at Jason. And please, I don't like to be touched. Don't ever grab me again. Jason's shoulder blades tensed. He thought he heard the tone of a threat, like unless you want to get a Stygian sword up your nose, which is not like like a joke, but is objectively funny. No, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine would be the Favonius quote before Jason and Nico go to the palace where uh, they're leaving and Favonius is like, excellent, would you like a snack before you go? He plucked the green apple from his basket and frowned. Oh, bluster, I keep forgetting my symbol is a basket of unripe fruit. So good. I also like that it's um, foreshadowing. Basket of unripe fruit. Foreshadow. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, I will also just give honorable mention just to the whole dream scene because yeah. being able to watch Grover and um, Octavian interact was incredible. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Two true polar opposites in people. Yeah. Like complete different personalities. Yeah. All right. Who are our offerings for? Raina, Grover. Raina. Raina. <laughs> Okay, then I will give Nico. Oh, we're just gonna see Nico again. But it's a good point. No, it's okay. I'm, sti I'm sticking with Grover though. No, uh, Grover is a good. Grover choice. is a great point. Actually, like we're never gonna see. Not to spoil, but I, just, I haven't even even read past this book, and I know we're never gonna your, see. <laughs> your your choices are goat, girl boss, or gay boy. Choose. Play. Oh my god. <laughs> All of, them. all of the above yeah and then 
I know the vote off is going to be real, real difficult. Um, uh, uh, voting off Rick. That was fair, though. I almost went with that, too. Yeah, but go, Jason. He's annoying. Jason. I... I'm, I'm going to hop on Rick. I feel like they both deserve it evenly. Yeah. And I will. Because um, Jason Jason gets a lot of votes off. Sometimes when he, he's not even in the chapters. <laughs> so I will give I will give this, this one to Rick. Yeah. So sorry, Rick. Um, I'm not. I think Rick is still, still hasn't pulled ahead of Jason. Um, in total votes off so for the series. But Jason, Octavian, and Rick are real real in a fight for number one. What three? I, I don't even know, like, the three, like, word Enemies. Enemies, uh, yeah. I don't... And one of them is the author. And one of them is the author. I mean, like, lots of love for Rick. But also... Yeah, we... That is such a, I forget who I was talking to about this. It was one of my family members who like found, who recently got Instagram and like found the podcast Instagram in my bio and was like, you do this, how fun. And like her kids read Percy Jackson so she knew what it was and stuff. Like not, like just what the books were. She was like, so like, are you ever gonna like, have you ever talked to the author or anything? And I was like, uh, what it was. Because we do, like you know, we like Rick, but also you're pretty mean. <laughs> we we hold him accountable. Yeah, exactly. I don't think he'd be opposed to that. Mm, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that is all for this week. Um, join us next week where we'll be discussing chapters thirty-seven through forty through the theme of curse. Make sure to follow us on social media. We're at Return to Camp on every platform that matters. We also have a coffee account and a Redbubble store and a website at www.returntocamp.com. <laughs> oh, do you want to plug anything? Literally watching him now belong to work for me. <laughs> I listen. I li- dude, I've listened and memorized a bunch of the podcast intros and outros because y'all have like 50 to 100 episodes plus. I've listened to all of them. Um, I think this is episode... Um, this is episode 127. 127. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, one fifth of entering Storybrooke. If you want to listen to Once Upon a Time shenanigans, one half of That's the Sitch. If you want to relive what it is like to be a quirky young kid in 2002. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and if you want to see memes of Percy Jackson podcasts, much like this one, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the damn meme page. Do not yell at me to post on the TikTok because if you do, I will be sad. <laughs> Word. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you for being here as always. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Later, kiddos.